Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. On today's episode of the Blue White Illustrated Recruiting Podcast, Sean Fitz and myself take a closer look at a massive visitor coming to town this weekend in Rodney Gallagher. Penn State also lost a wide receiver commitment this past weekend in Johnny Shakir. We'll discuss that as well as some other movement uh, in the 2023 class that we've seen in recent days. Finally, we'll also get into the On 300, which featured four major moves for Penn State's class of 2023. Let's get it started. All right, Fitz, last week of the season, I just got back from watching Tony Rojas. We can maybe discuss that a little bit here before the end of the pod. But the, the main question is, do you have the World Cup on in the background right now? Because I do. I don't have a TV in this room. I have an extra screen, which I could do, but I that would not be good for anybody because I can't pay <laughs> attention to anything. And you know that. Um, so we're just going to have to get through it, talk a little bit about Penn State recruiting. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, December is about to get wild. I mean, with uh, with recruiting, with portal, with coaches on the road, with with all this kind of stuff, um, December is looking like it's going to be something we haven't seen before in the recruiting world. Um, it's going to get crazy. But luckily, we're still in November. Still one game to play. Michigan State coming to town on Saturday. Should be a decent list of visitors. Some guys are done their season. You know, I just talked to Andrew Rappelier, Penn State's uh, fantastic tight end commit last night, and he's finally getting a chance to get down and see Penn State because his season, they play on Saturdays. I mean, there's a lot that goes on in Jersey and in um, New England, especially with the prep schools and things like that. So it'll be an opportunity for Penn State to get some 
new old faces on campus this weekend, but that'll be good. But first things first, some change in the class. Not a huge surprise. Um, been covering this one for a while, but uh, Johnny Shakir no longer in Penn State's class of 2023. It's partways season, so we'll we'll say that that's uh, these two have gone in their separate directions. Um, Penn State has been looking to fill a receiver spot for a while, and this is something a couple weeks ago that popped up that Johnny Shakir was not going to be signing with the Nittany Lions. Um, gives him time to land on his feet and, and sign elsewhere. But for Penn State, it doesn't really change much. As I've said, they they were. Looking at some quality targets at wide receiver, um, Edwin Joseph, of course, took an official visit back in September. And then on Monday, things got shaken up because Rodney Gallagher tweeted out that he's coming to Penn State this weekend. And to be honest with you, as a committed prospect, a guy that's been a strong commit to West Virginia for a long time, surprised he put that one out there as soon as he did. So uh, we will see Rodney Gallagher on campus this weekend. has been committed to the Mountaineers for a long, long time. Neil Brown's seat is white hot. They just had an athletic director change. Um, so that's that that job is going to open up at some point. Kid loves West Virginia. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's not far from uh, campus down there, even though he is a Pennsylvania kid. Certainly he's much closer to, to Morgantown than he is to State College. But Penn State's been after him for a while. James Franklin and Terry Smith went to see him play back in September, kind of gave him his space. And now all of a sudden things are, you know, uh, opening up a little bit because he's got to take care of himself with a couple of weeks until signing day. And that's it's going to get uh, hot and heavy real fast. So I spoke with Rodney last night, just, just briefly, uh, not a long conversation or anything, but just trying to get a feel for where he's at. Uh, a couple things to note. One, it's an unofficial visit. That was important to clarify. Uh, Penn State would love to host him for an official, I think, at some point, but we'll, we'll see where that uh, goes in December. And then mainly the, the, the thing he was just kind of saying is he's, he's just keeping an eye out on things, which is I, I think most fans probably know or would expect him to say. I did ask if other schools are in the mix. Is there any chance he takes some other visits? He said right now, no others appear to be. So let's, I, I wouldn't be shocked if other schools see this visit and, and, and come calling at some point. But right now, it does feel like Penn State would be the one who is in the best opportunity to potentially swap him. But I think we need to see who that West Virginia coach ends up being and a few other things will, will probably play out. There is... We are just under a month until signing day. Of course, it's November 22nd. Signing day starts on the 21st, or the early signing period, I should say. And uh, let's let's see where it plays out. But just coming up for the game, trying to watch the game. Sure, we'll have a couple conversations with the coaches, but not an extensive visit this weekend that's going to keep them on campus for, for you know a day or two or anything like that. But just for Penn State's perspective, great to get him back on campus. Let's see where things go. And then the one other thing I would I would add to this conversation, too, is just because Ajani decommitted, I don't think that means they're absolutely going to take two more wide receivers or three more. That 2024 class, when you when you look up and down the board, it's certainly deeper than what's available at the moment. And then, of course, you have the portal as well. Yeah, and you just move Christian Driver over there. You've got opportunities for those freshmen that will be redshirt freshmen. Anthony Ivy, you know, certainly uh, doing some good things right now. But it's absolutely it's so intriguing. I mean, you don't get a, an unofficial visit from a committed prospect, a guy that you have been just, uh, you know, you were on very heavily at the start of the cycle. Um, that, that one hurt them when he committed to West Virginia. They thought they were in a really good spot, but uh, at the same time, I mean, he's got a lot of connections to West Virginia. This is not an automatic flip by any, any stretch of the imagination. If West Virginia makes a, a 
pretty decent hire and a timely hire because I think time is 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 of the essence there. They've got to hire an athletic director and then get a, a coach if Neil Brown is let go, which is the expectation. Um, then they can certainly keep him. I mean, I, the kid loves West Virginia, and you know, there, there's no question about it. he's got connections down there. Um, and the, and the the distance is certainly something to to play. And I don't think this is an automatic flip by any stretch of the imagination. Rodney has gone about this uh, cerebral approach uh, his entire recruitment, and uh, we'll see. We'll see where that goes as as uh, signing day gets closer. But just getting them on campus is the first step. Um, no official visits this weekend. Um, so Penn State would actually would love to get them back on campus in December if that's possible. Um, but there's a, there's a long way to go in that. And whatever West Virginia does is going to be sort of the uh, the fulcrum of how this this recruitment goes. Yeah, he'll certainly be a guy that I reach out to after this uh, this weekend's visit. I don't. I don't know how much he's going to want to open up about everything. I was, like I said, trying to get him to open up last night. Not, not too much, but as I said, we know it's an unofficial, just kind of coming up, seeing the game. Let's see how it all plays out. Okay. On 300 yesterday was a pretty big day for Penn state's class of 2023. They, they continue to have 12 guys uh, in the on 300, which, which is the same as it was previously. No real major drops, couple guys, five, six, seven spots, something like that. But four guys making major moves uh, up the rankings, which, by the way, after Johnny Shakir decommitted, Penn State actually dropped from 12 to 13 in the team rankings. Uh, USC, I, I believe, jumped up to 12. And then with these moves uh, in the on 300, Penn State jumped back above USC. So that's uh, we're seeing uh, the, these changes actually impact Penn State's team rankings. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sean, I'll, I'll just rattle off a couple quick. Andrew Rappelier, up 77 spots uh, to number 80 in the country. He's now a top 100 prospect and the number two tight end in the country. Uh, a couple other guys then, too. Zion Tracy up 54 spots uh, to, to number 200 in the country. Jameel Lyons up 45 spots uh, to number 125. And then I, I jumped Joey Schlafler there up uh, 48 spots to number 187 in the country. So Rappelier, number two tight end. And then one other guy, too, I have to mention, Jamin Williams is now the number one offensive lineman in the country, which, uh, I mean, I, I we've seen him be a monster this year, so it's not a massive surprise. It's only, The only thing that really kind of surprises me is he's more of an interior guy, and usually you see tackles uh, get that number one in, in the country uh, uh, rating. Yeah, you don't you don't see the the guards go in the top ten typically in the NFL draft. I know there's exceptions, but uh, tackles where it's at. And I, and I expect him to play tackle at Penn State, to be honest with you. But when you're doing these rankings, you're considering – uh, you know, a lot of things at the pro level, and he's probably a pro level guard, but certainly I think he can play tackle. He's athletic enough to play anywhere. Um, you you watched him in person. Seeing this dude pull is something special, and it's really cool to see. I know he's playing in Berks County and, and competitions up and down, but we've seen some guys from Berks County have done pretty well, um, especially this year, true freshman and such. Um, but yeah, moving him up to number six on the offensive line, that's a big jump. Um, I, I don't know that he's even Penn State's most college-ready offensive lineman in this class. I think Alex Birchmeyer uh, might be ready to go before him. But at the same time, Javon Williams, you got to like what you see there. 
Um, and you got to like what uh, what Penn State has gotten in terms of the guys that they've landed on the offensive line. Still probably an incomplete class. You still want Keyshawn Blackstock, of course, the junior college offensive lineman, um, and trying to find maybe a late guy. I mean, th- at this point last year, they had not uh, we had not heard of Vega Ione, and uh, you know ended up in Penn State's class in February. So you're hoping if you're Penn State, something can come up. Oof, man. Just uh, if you're watching our YouTube, <laughs> you just saw Javen kill a kid. Um, but um, yeah, I think at this point you're looking for for late, not so much late risers as guys whose coaching situations change everything for them. So we'll we'll see if that happens with uh, with Penn State's offensive line clo- class because it's really good right now, but it certainly could use some more numbers. It could use some guys that could step in and uh, and, and really help them in in a year or two. But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Javen Williams at number six overall in the on three hundred. Moving down, uh, Daniel Harris, uh, Penn State's uh, top target at cornerback, who recently committed or decommitted from the University of Georgia, is at number forty-two. Um, and Birchmeyer, the the aforementioned Birchmeyer, at number sixty-three overall. Um, Rappelier, man, Charles Power loves him. Some Andrew Rappelier. He hit me up this week. He said, uh, you know, some some great things. I mean, he, he's just. Uh, He's really developed into the Pat Fryermuth comparisons that I think we 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 all thought were coming. It's just a matter of of watching this film. This guy can move. He can run routes. Um, he can he can block too. He's one of those rare tight ends that I think can play right away. Now he's a year older, just like Pat was, so that will help him get on um, get on the field a little bit earlier than than a guy like Joey Schlaffer who also went up in his ranking, but these are two completely different tight ends. Uh, Rappelier, I think, is ready to go from day one. We'll see what he has in front of him next year, but uh, exciting, exciting prospect. He's one of my favorites in the class. Rappelier, in my opinion, I obviously haven't watched every tight end, but talking to Charles, then from what I have seen, he's the best route runner in the country this year from from a tight end perspective. Uh, Put up some great stats as well. Uh, Offensively, just under 500 yards, uh, 23 receptions, six touchdowns. But but even from watching, I watched one of his live games uh, earlier in the year. I forget which one off the top of my head, but – his de- him playing defense, just seeing the athleticism from that, I, I thought I thought you really kind of you know, got a lot out of um, you know just watching him play linebacker this year. Forty five tackles, fifteen assisted, so about sixty tackles on the year. Uh, had a bunch of tackles for loss as well. So just all around, Rappelier put together maybe the most impressive. I, I think the only player who's having a more impressive senior season than Rappelier is probably Tony Rojas, and and both of them are excellent. I mean, you can't really. Uh, I can't really push one over the other. I mean, they're, they're pretty 1A, 1B in my eyes right now. But two other guys, I do want to mention Joey Schlafler as well. As you said, Sean, a much different tight end. He's not more of a, an inline tight end. I expect him to kind of be more of a, a receiver uh, down the road for Penn State, unless he puts on uh, some major weight, which he still he'll, he'll put on some weight. But I, I just don't know if I ever see him um, – you know, putting his hand on the ground too much, but but with I mean, Joey, it, I mean, it's it's Pat and Coons, right? Like that. Right. That's what we're doing here again. It's that sort of thing, yeah. and 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 you know the way that uh, uh, Zach Coons's career sh- shook out for Penn State. Obviously, you're going to look to maybe make those comparisons with Joey, but uh, Joey's a really good player. Joey Joey's a guy that I think some folks were on the fence about taking early. Uh, you know, he had the Penn State connections uh, with his brother. Um, but at the same time, he really grew into a, a, probably a much better prospect than they thought he would be at this point. Came to camp last year, ran the four sixes, which at that size is is really really good. Um, so he's got uh, got an opportunity to do some things. He's got you know he's, it's going to take a little bit more time 
physically for him to catch up. I mean, he's certainly not ready to go like Rappelier, but uh, the 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 Friar Muth Coons comparisons are going to be hot and heavy with uh, the Rappelier Schlaffer uh, class right now. And you know, I, I hate him because you don't you don't ever want to do that. And like I said, you're probably putting Joey behind the eight ball to begin with if you make that comparison um, because of your you know, your premonitions about uh, the way that things worked with Zach, but uh, you can see some of it in both of those guys. I mean, it's a, there's a lot to like, and, and, and Zach was a really good prospect as well. It just didn't have the time to shake out. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of years, but that's a really good tight end class to think that Penn state did not have room for Rappelier at one point and, and let him get away to Michigan. Boy, the hindsight is, is pretty crazy with that one as well. Yeah, no doubt. The, the, the one thing I would say, with with Joey too is he, he's just a playmaker man like he he has I think a touchdown every three receptions uh, just a little under that it's like every two point or every three point five or something like that receptions this year it's it's really impressive and and just the 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 way he's able to high point the ball and some things like that uh, I I think will really help Penn State moving forward as we've seen with all the fades to Parker Washington and KJ Hamler and all that stuff over the years so they they need a guy there uh, Zion Tracy too I, I just want to mention he he continues to move up Zion hasn't played a ton this season but he's played against the best teams on his schedule and and Charles was really impressed with his game against IMG I was trying to get stats for that game before we came on I, I don't have them off the top of my head but uh, playing against Carnell Tate I, I know Charles said he he stacked up really well in that game and then Jameel Lyons nothing's really changed with Jamil. he just continues to to continues to impress let his team in tackles as a as a defensive tackle defensive edge this year you don't see that all the time uh so Jamil's Jamil's season actually just came to an end this past weekend with a with a loss to Imatep. but uh just can con, consistent movement with Jamil. he's got all the all the numbers you want we, we've talked about that a million times whether he physically grows into a defensive tackle down the road. I still think it's possible, but right now he's coming in to, to, to be a defensive end. And uh, you know, this year's this season, he had a lot of, I think it was 11 or 12 tackles for loss. I think it was only three sacks, uh, but he was being double teamed, you know, the, the entire season, which is, which is important to note. So three guys there making big moves and uh, a couple other guys too. Kavion keys is in there. Edwin Joseph's in there. Sean, I'll throw it to you. Anybody else you want to talk about? No, but I'm very curious to compare Jameel Lyons and compare his track with Jared Harrison Hunt, who, of course, played for Manny Diaz at uh, uh, at Miami. Now, Harrison Hunt a little one. bit bigger, um, but I think there's a lot of comparisons there athletically. Um, so, you know, I, I agree with you. I think he can play on the edge. I think he's one of those guys that uh, is talented enough to be out there. But you look at that body type and you look at the the physical development that he had or lack of physical de development that he's had with the weight program, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. And you kind of wonder where he is in the long run, but obviously Penn state would like to like him to play on the edge, like him to be what a mean Vanover has become and then potentially can be. So I'll be interested to see where he lines up, but Jamil Lyons, really talented kid. As we mentioned before, um, he, he's got to take care of things in the classroom. He's got to take care of things um, and mature. So we'll see if he plays right away, but at the same time, there's an awful light, a lot to like about Jameel Lyons, who I believe just invited to the uh, the old Army Bowl, the uh, the All American mm -hmm. Bowl. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens um, when he faces that top competition nationally. It's uh, it, it's not the be all end all of evaluations, but when you step up your competition level like that, the, certainly people will be watching. I didn't realize Jared Harrison hunts up to 290 pounds. Now I'm just looking that up. He's, here. So, I mean, they're, they're both just naturally big kids, like athletic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, but uh, naturally, naturally big kids. And and you see that with Jamil Lyons, who is naturally big and looks like he's 45 years old. 
Yep. So one one last thing before we move on to uh, some other guys here. The on 300, I, I did talk to Charles Power about Tony Rojas. Tony Rojas is expected to play in an All-American game this year. So Charles really wants to get a look at him there. But I, I was just down to watch Tony this past weekend. One of the, the without a doubt, the best game I saw uh, from any Penn State prospect. Uh, 200, pretty much 250 yards all purpose. Uh, five sacks, eight total tackles. I mean, he just was all over the place. So I got Charles that film. He, he's going to go over all of that uh, in the coming days. And then, as I said, uh, the All-American Bowl, there, there's a, my point with this is there's a real good chance that, that Tony Rojas ends up being a top 100 prospect as well, which would give Penn State at least four, depending on what happens with uh, Daniel Harris down the road. So we will see. OK, speaking of Daniel Harris, I mean, actually, do you want to get into Daniel Harris? Is there much to really talk about? I guess there's, hasn't there's, been there's not much to talk about. I mean, this is not something that was going to turn around in a couple of days. Um, I know that Penn State was. Uh, optimistic coming out of that, but uh, December is a more likely timeline for Daniel Harris. And, uh, you know, Penn State's still hot and heavy. It's it's probably, uh, you know, I, I say probably to give myself some wiggle room, but it's going to be Georgia or Penn State. And, uh, you know, depending on which side of the line you're on there, um, I think both schools are hearing some good things. So we'll see what happens. The interesting wrinkle here is his brother, Donnell Harris, uh, former five-star at Texas A&M, who I guess medically retired. Is that the the, the term that they he were? He was Devin by? Ford. He yeah. was Devin Ford at AM. Okay. Well, he he's going to go into the portal according to Hayes Fawcett from uh, from on three. So that's an interesting wrinkle there. Um, Penn State, I think, would be interested because the talent has always been there. Um, I don't know if he's healed the way that uh, they hoped he had healed, but it's a situation where you know that's that's certainly going to be a pull for Daniel Harris. Well, you know, I think he wants to play with his brother. But we'll see what happens. Georgia doesn't take uh, a ton of transfers, but uh, they, they certainly, I think, would would provide the opportunity for a premium position like uh, like his brother provides at defensive end to go along with another premium position like Daniel Harris provides at uh, cornerback. Those good genes, man. Good genes. If, if you can if you can make them into those uh, those two positions. Uh, absolutely. It's a it, it's a big deal. But Daniel Harris, I don't think much has changed. So we will see what happens with that. Brenton Williams, by the way. Um, defensive and Penn state offered him recently. Um, he decommitted from coastal Carolina last week and then announced Auburn and announced, I think Georgia tech Penn state offered. He had that Penn state offer before he decommitted. It's part of what led to him opening things up. Um, so they want to get him on campus in December for an official visit. Uh, this is a guy that's, uh, it looks really good. I mean, you, you put on that tape and you say, how is this guy committed to coastal Carolina? Um, you know, obviously a little bit raw on his movement skills, but he just ragged off. I think his first, uh, the first highlight on his uh, on his huddle, he beheads the guy or takes his helmet off. So I couldn't tell. The, the, the resolution was a little bit low to know if there was a head in that helmet. But anyway, um, I think uh, Brenton Williams has become a very big target for Penn State. I did speak with him a little bit. Uh, was last night. He's not going to be here this weekend. There was there was some talk whether he might visit this weekend. Will he visit down the road? I, I'm pretty confident saying that December 9th to 11th weekend, he's going to be here. As long as, long as another school doesn't wrap up the, their – get their official visit that weekend, I know Penn State is aiming for that December 9th to 11th weekend with Brent Williams. So let's see how it all plays out. Sean, anything else that comes to mind? We don't have an, uh, – Big visitor list right now for Michigan State. I, I, we kind of discussed this previously. It's going to be another walk-on heavy weekend because a lot of seasons are coming to an end. I can see more 2024 20, guys popping up. 
doesn't look like we're going to see an official visit this weekend, although it's still Tuesday. I don't want to completely rule that out. But this looks like it's going to be a similar list to Rutgers uh, – or excuse me, uh, who Maryland. did play before Rutgers? I'm sorry. <laughs> they played I'm Maryland. 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 I woke up at 5 a.m. to watch Argentina. I'm a little I'm a little tired. Shouldn't have done that. But anyway, uh, doesn't doesn't look like it's going to be a big list. I, I do know Ethan Calloway, a good-looking prospect out of North Carolina, is expected to be here. He's a four-star, 2024 prospect from Lake Norman, uh, ranked number 126 right now by on three. So that will be a player to keep an eye on. But, Sean, any I don't think you've heard too many names right now. I, I would hope that by Wednesday, Thursday, we're able to, to get a list together. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, uh, Kevin Haywood, the offensive lineman from Archbishop, Archbishop Wood as well. Um, there's there's guys that we will track down. But uh, with the holiday and everything, it's uh, it, it's hit and miss. Uh, travel this weekend is not ideal for everyone. I know there will be some more commits on campus and things like that as seasons wind down. I mentioned Rappelier a little bit early. He's really looking forward to getting in there. But Rodney Gallagher is the is the story coming into this weekend. Penn State will try what it can to uh, to impress him to at least get you know, on the forefront of his mind, West Virginia, I think, again, it's going to be tough to pry him away from West Virginia because the kid loves West Virginia close to home. He's got connections there. He's got people there that, that, that he, you know, he, he connects with as well. So there's, there's a lot going for West Virginia. And if they make a good hire, I mean, I, I think what I'm trying to say here is it's not an automatic flip. You, you saw the tweet yesterday, you saw him going to Penn state a month before signing day. And you think for a Pennsylvania kid, that seems like it's going to happen with the coaching change impending um, at, at West Virginia. But I, I don't think that's the case at all. And that's probably what I would want to get out there the most is that it's not necessarily a, a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. So we will continue to monitor that. I know that uh, he is a, a very popular name at this point, but uh, yeah, he's going to be the guy that, that we're focused on this weekend. For sure. All right, guys, well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, I forgot to ask everybody to like the video again, Sean, but please, YouTube, give us some likes, uh, follow the page, and same on Apple and Spotify as well. And, of course, $10, guys, just $10 to subscribe all the way to the start of the 2023 season. But for Sean Fitz, I'm Ryan Snyder. Appreciate you guys watching this week, and I'll update everybody on Friday with T-Fight. Thanks again. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-8-
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.